Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sex, Drugs and Crippling Debt. <coughs> oh god. This week we've got the brilliantly funny Jack Gledo. Honestly, I was pissing myself laughing. He is... Uh, he's got a mailing list on his website. Has he won... Oh, he's won the Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year Award. God, I'm so shit at reading. Also, I'm so pleased that live gigs have been back and I'm really excited to uh, die somewhere else. If you would like to be a guest on my podcast, I would love to hear from you. Please email annabellespodcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, enjoy. Fell in love with like Lee Evans and stuff. And I thought, right, I'm going to... Oh. Still comedy. <laughs> oh God! I, I fell in love with Lee Evans. <laughs> no, oh, you made it sound dead weird. Now it's not like I had a shrine to him on my wall. And... You fell in love with Lee Evans. I just didn't expect that. <laughs> Mate, Scottish power, we're not good. What? So what? What? What's wrong? What? Do you need to pay a bill or something? And they're being dicks, or to sum up, I, we use Scottish power for like a few weeks. They've charged us an extortionate amount. They, I asked for a bill from them months ago, mm-hmm. and they've just not bothered giving it. So then I asked yesterday. I rang like six times yesterday, and then I rang this guy today. Um, he works for Scottish Power, obviously, um, and he was like, um, he was like getting so fed up with the system. He was like, oh, oh, come on, leave it. Like he was like proper, like giving it. And I was like, it's all right, just take your time. I was like, you've restored my faith in Scottish Power because he was really nice yeah. and he was really funny. He was like, what are you up to? Anything nice today? I was like, no, not really. You? And he went, oh no. And then. I said, are the calls recorded? And he went, oh, shit. Yeah, calls recorded for training and monitoring purposes only. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then I, I had to pay the bill. And I, he said, yeah, I've paused the recording. Do you want to say anything that doesn't, uh, that can't be recorded? And I went, yeah. Oh, fuck Scottish power. And he was like, yeah, tell me about it. Fuck Scottish power. <laughs> that sounds like a trap, though, doesn't it? Do you want to, do you want to, should we take it off the record now when he could have still been recording and got, got it on? You don't know. I like. Well, I would have just said it to their faces. I, I hate when they try and be your mate and ask what you're doing, though, and, oh, anything planned for the weekend? And I'm like, I've rang you because I want this sorting. I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, it was he was proper nice though, uh, and I was like, "You've re- like restored my faith in Scottish power." And he was like, "Anything else I can help you with?" I was like, "No, I'll let you get on with your day, Greg." And he was like, "Sound." Are you free to do a podcast next week? That's what you said. <laughs> I was like, "Do you want to come on as a guest? <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> Scottish power uncovered." <laughs> so, um, how's your lockdown been? I mean, all right. It's it's gone like ridiculously fast but it hasn't at the same time I don't know if you've felt the same way it, it seemed to drag but then like blink and it's been a year hasn't it like it's kind of mental that it's been that long I'm, I'm used to this life yeah. of basically doing nothing now 
which is a bit bad, isn't it? But I am excited to getting back out doing normal things and speaking to people. Well, I've kind of got Stockholm Syndrome with mm. COVID, to be honest. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of like the contentment and being, like, content. Is that contentment a word? I think, I think it's a yeah. word. I don't, we don't have a dictionary corner, do we? So we can't check. <laughs> well, it is now. Um, so I like being content with not doing anything. I like the safety yeah. of kind of just being away from That's everyone. That's what I'm scared of. It's Because now there's an excuse not to do anything. Whereas when things are slowly opening up, I'm kind of going, oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do stuff now. I'm, I can't just lay back and go, well, it's COVID. I can't have a drink. It's it might be ten o'clock in the morning, but it's fine. Whereas when it's non-COVID, <laughs> people are like, well, Jack, you've got a problem. We've got to sort this out. <laughs> yeah, like what else is there to do, really? I mean, because it's comedy as well. Everyone's going to be competing of who gets the spots first, and I'm doing yeah. this. I've got my my diary booked you know and i'm like my diary was empty before covid i'm like i'm not missing out i think like i've been saying to people that for a while when comedy comes back it's going to be so that there's clubs that have the favorites that'll book the same acts and then there's kind of like Mm. acts that are kind of sound and like top headliners so they'll be fine and then the people i really feel sorry for like very new acts who are probably going to struggle for a bit it's because it's all going to be backlogged for about a year but then i think in a year or so everything will be back to normal and we can get air out it's just going to take time yeah and i'd like to like ease myself into it again Mm. i'm not in a rush to get like six gigs a week obviously i didn't i've done that once actually there was one week where i had like six or seven gigs and that even wasn't at the fringe and i was like whoa i was like i'm on a tour (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah we'll just kind of like play it by ear i guess i've got one booked in liverpool for july Mm. the 1st and then that's it really i'm quite happy just to get spots as and when how about you what's your diary looking like i've got about 40 booked in till the end of the year um, what is that? That's not a lot, is it? I mean, oh well, it is. It is better than one. But <laughs> <laughs> you've made me look like a right now. <laughs> I, I tried to say it in like quite a calm. Well, yes, I've got about forty. But I was saying like, I'm yeah, break it to her. <laughs> She's got nothing. Forty. That's well. That's impressive. You're full time anyway, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and I, I've been getting a bit of the uh, old government grant money, which has been nice. Yeah, to tide you over. Yeah, well, I've been quite lucky because I've, I've moved like back in with my mum and dad, so I've been like here for like a year. Um, which it, it, they're getting all housework done as well, so that's been like another stress. But like my girlfriend's in the process of buying a house in Manchester, so. When, when basically, when everything opens up again, I'll be back in Manchester, which is good because that that gives me what I haven't had for a while is being able because I've been kind of been stuck in Hull. I used to live in Manchester when I was at uni, but because I've been stuck in Hull for about three years, I haven't had that opportunity to like gig loads. Whereas mm-hmm. that's why I'm glad when I'm back in Manchester, I can just hit all the open mics during the week and try new bits. So that's kind of what I'm excited for. Yeah, I mean, like. So I take it open mics will be on then and like as usual. So that's yeah, fine, I think isn't I it? think so. And I just think it's a case of I, th- I 
don't think people should take the mick with open mics and put them on everywhere. I think because the open mics have to support the bigger clubs, and I think you kind of if it becomes too oversaturated, you're going to have a problem where people are like, oh, comedy's crap. Because we've all been to them open mic nights where you're like, <laughs> God, there's no one good on. Like, and, and there's, there's no, no one, one here. <laughs> the only people here are the acts. And and then someone goes, should we do a comedy workshop instead? And you're like, no, I'm getting the train home, you weirdo. Uh, like, <laughs> Hang on, Jack. I'm really sorry. But my, my flat door's <laughs> ringing. One sec. Hang on. Hello? Sorry? Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Oh, God. Yeah, Sorry. it was great. It's got that? the bow on it. It's found your address. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. You've got an outstanding bill. <laughs> um, he just wanted to deliver a parcel, but he was really aggressive on the phone. He was like, Lucy. And I was like, that's not me. I'm, it's my flat. I got really scared. I was like, it's my flat, mate. And he went, um, Oh, well, you heard the conversation, didn't you? It was like, the parcel's by the door. I was scared. I, I like, thought okay. it was like a, an ambulance in the background or something at first, yeah? It's the police. Shit, the fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a stretcher in. <laughs> you come in with me. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. What, what were you saying about, like, open mics then? Because like, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, open micy, I suppose. I, I don't really do gig, but, like... Booked gigs, yeah. I do, actually. Oh, it's yeah, but that that's many. what it is when you're starting out. And you do thousands and... Not thousands, but I did that for about four years, just all them type of gigs in travelling thousands of miles to somewhere where you're gigging to five people in a pub. Um, but it's just part of the process, isn't it? Oh, like, God. I do kind of... I miss the kind of anarchy of that. Anarchy? Anarchy? I said anarchy, really. Yeah, the yeah, the weirdness chaos. Of, like... I used to get in car shares with like people like from Hull because I'd started when I was 18. So I'd get in car shares with like three middle aged blokes with full time jobs and they'd just be doing comedy as a hobby. And I, I'd, I was at college and I'm like, God, this, this is the life, this, we're on the road. Um, I'm like, I'm with three <laughs> middle aged blokes that one's going through a divorce, the other one's a, a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's Scottish power. <laughs> but it was good. Like I did hundred gigs in like my first year, but that like it it I must only have just broke even now with the amount like I spent when all that travelling I did when I first started and that like it's it is like a uni degree in itself, isn't it? Like doing comedy because you 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 have to invest. Yeah, I mean. I've said this, I think I said this before on, a, on one of the episodes, but you, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't bother doing a, a, a comedy course, like whether that's at uni or external through, you know, organisations, because you have to, you learn the ropes through actively, and everyone's different as well, aren't they, in their comedy, yeah. where they're from, what like the, the circuits they're by, um, how much time that they have, and it's just best to kind of, Find your own way. Exactly. Make my own way thought... there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd never thought comedy courses were good. I, I was just like, oh, no, they're, they're a bit weird. And that, that's why when I went to uni, I did a media degree because I thought, well, I can apply the skills behind the scenes to make comedy with that on my own terms rather than someone kind of going, this is what you got to do 
to make it funny and mm-hmm. stuff, which I find weird with like comedy degrees and that. Yeah. So, yeah um, and also, you, you think... learn other people's way of writing and and being funny. And obviously, when I did my course, um, I, the, they were all joke exercises. And I just, thought, mm. I remember, I've, I went through my comedy notes actually from the course the other week. I was like, none of these sentences make sense. Like, I think you've just got to kind of find your own way to tell a story or to see what works. I mean, it's obviously for open mics, you test out all your material and it's just constant honing and refining stuff. It takes ages, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think one of the things I kind of regret is for about three or four years, I did the same thing. And then rather than, I, I probably got about, 15 20 minutes and then just did that for like a long time until like I had a breakdown at uni and then started like changing my act and then that's when things kind of changed but like I think yeah I, th- I always say to people now just whenever you're doing just do new stuff as much as you can when you're like new because you might as well but then in the same respect it's good to hone like a, a set in it and then once you've got that, then you can add on to it. And stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you want to talk a bit about so when you first started and uh, going from Hull to where did you go to uni? Uh, Salford. Oh right. Oh, so, hang on. Uh, I saw this. My boyfriend showed me this the other day. Are you doing like a Salford gig, like a like a, a alumni kind of thing? People ask me to do things, and I just say, "What do I need to do? I'll do it." And I think I am. I, th- I had to record a one-minute video, and if that's what it is, yes. If not, I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> this is great promo for it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know when it is, but I'll <laughs> I'll check. I'll check the diary. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I said, oh, Jack's coming on my podcast at some point. Also, P.S. I'm so sorry it's taken so long. Like, I don't I don't really know what I've been doing in that time. Like working <laughs> in my job is so stressful and I've hardly put any time into the podcast, but now I'm off school for Easter. So I was like, right, I've got to get Jack on. So yeah, I apologize for messing you about. So just thought I'd say. It's all right. I mean, I've, I could like sit here and go, I've had loads, I had to change plans and everything, but we're in a You're global pandemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't. I was going to say, I don't really know what I've been doing in that time, to be honest. Um, it goes, doesn't it? And you're like, oh, that, that's been a week. And that's been a month. Yeah. Oh, what, what, what's it's taken me there? a week to unload the dishwasher. Think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I right in saying you started when you were 18? What made you start comedy? Like, how did you know that you were brilliantly funny? Well, well, from the age of 10, I, I was a magician and I did that like all over the country and a bit internationally. So I did like comedy magic. So I kind of always, from the age of 10, wanted to perform. And then when I got to the age of like 16, I was like, a bit weird, all this magic stuff. I don't really want to be kind of doing that. So I was like, I fell in love with like Lee Evans and stuff. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Do comedy. <laughs> oh God! I fell in love with Lee Evans. <laughs> no, oh, you made it some dead weird. Now it's not like I had a shrine to him on my wall. I fell in love with Lee Evans. I just didn't expect that. <laughs> I meant this comedy. You bloody hell! You can't say anything on this podcast. <laughs> I'd I'd watch like Lee Evans sex videos every night, and um, then what? Um, no, so I like 
found, I found stand-up comedy is what I'm saying. I didn't really know what stand-up comedy was, and I found like what Lee Evans did, and I found like other comedians. I was like, oh, this this good. I, I want to ditch the magic and do that. But it took me like two years to build up the courage to do it. Right, I was just thinking, how do they saw people in half? How do you think? I d- well, I don't know. Is it through the back? Is it like a little slot? And you know when you know Mr. Bean. Have you seen that mm. episode where it's a magician one and they like they move the body parts all around in the box and they've sawed them in half? I, I don't know. How, oh, I don't know. How do you do that? It's magic, isn't it? You can't you can't reveal the secrets. No. That's that's one of the rules. Well, I got banned from the magic circle when I was fifteen because I did material that was too rude for a family audience. Oh, so yeah. I, I got kicked out of the circle and um. And that's when I was like, "Oh, magic's not for me. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather do something where I can do and say what I want, sort of thing." Okay, no worries. Um, sorry, I was. Oh God, that was so rude. I, I'm replying to a text from my. That mom. sounded like uh, that sounded like a terrible therapist. Yeah, yeah, sounds like you've gone through a lot there. Anyway, oh, that's so rude. I'm sorry because, right, took, I'll I'll cut this out. My granddad's very ill at the minute, and so is my nan. Um, sorry to bring down the mood. I'll cut this out. But, um, <laughs> I'm just—I've got my phone on, like, kind of quite near oh, me, so yeah, my mum yeah. is keeping me updated. Um, but it was—my it, nan's just complained about my heating, so I thought, right, that's not urgent. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> so I just put no. I'm so sorry. That was so rude. I just thought no, I, it's all right. I'm very like it is quite tense in my family at the minute, so I'm just kind of keeping an eye on my phone just to see if there's anything. No, God, of course. Um, so how did how did how was it so rude? Like, what happened? Well, basically, I pretended to pee in a cup, and then the cup was, like, full again. That was that was it. It wasn't even that rude. I did, like, a, it was in my first Edinburgh show. I told the story that. But, like, it wasn't even that rude, but they deemed it, like, unacceptable and stuff, so oh. I got banned. Where did you get banned but from? It's quite, they're, they're, like, official magic circle. Like, But I see that as, like, a badge of honour, really. It's, like, quite cool. Yeah, that is proper cool, but also... Like... It's, it's cool, but it's the uncoolest cool thing. <laughs> like, I, if you say something, I got banned. Like, oh, really? What from? Can, can you not go in Tesco anymore? Can you not go in Nike? No, the magic clubs. Like, it's not that... <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so did you... How old were you, though? Like... Fifteen. Oh. So you couldn't have gone anywhere, really, great, could you? Is it like Butlins? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> come on Jack come up and have a go <laughs> and then you just start pissing on the stage <laughs> it does sound like that doesn't it it does sound like wait, what that? it was I was I was a professional I was a professional like magician but I, I just was 15 yeah it was weird such a weird thing to like want to do no it's not I think magicians are great have you done things like weddings and just kind of corporate no because i kind of stopped before that age that i could do that and i didn't want to go into that type of thing um because i i didn't i didn't enjoy i I, I, i'm interested in magic i was going to say i love magic but then you'd have gone oh he's a magic weirdo (laughs) so I, I, i can't say that on this podcast um i was really interested in magic but i just didn't really want to be a magician i enjoyed the making people laugh side i was like oh for, can, can i just ditch the tricks and do that instead so that's how you kind of transitioned into yeah 
you, you thought, right, this is what I want to do now. Yeah, I transitioned from a magician to a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> no, but people, I think people do both, you know. Well, yeah, lots of my friends do both um, and stuff. And I still dabble now and again. Yeah. But it's, it's, I kind of, the way I wanted to bring it into my stuff now is by it being like magic that people don't expect. Like, at the start of my last show, it, I did a big thing where the mic stand floated all over the stage. Um, wow. And that was kind of, because I wanted to do, I just thought that would be like funny to start a show and then the mic stand just starts going all over the place. And I just thought it's a nice way of like adding a bit of magic into it as well. Well, how do you do that? Oh, you can't say it, can you? I, it's wires, isn't it? That's all. Oh. Oh, so like it, it's string. So do, the tech person does yeah. it? No, no, I do it. I you have it stringed onto your thumb, and then you just float it around like a stick. Oh, oh. it looks good. See, I've ruined it now. That, that's the thing with magic. When people go, "Oh, do you do it?" and you tell them, they're like, "Oh, <laughs> ruined my life." I'm like, "Well, don't ask me then." I'm not going to ask again now. I'll ju- I'll just make I'll just pretend it's real. Yeah, yeah, completely. Then you decided to go to Salford to pursue comedy a, uh, a bit further yeah well I didn't go to uni till I was 21 um oh. I, I was I like went college and then I stayed at like I worked in Hull at Primark for two years and kind of oh, and God. gigging I know uh, I was I, I thought I was trying to not go to uni I thought oh I'll work like, like a little side job and then I'll do comedy and then I got to a point where I was like I'll oh, probably if I can go to Manchester then I can gig more and I get to do like a degree that I'm fairly interested in. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was like 2015. I went to I went to Salford. Yeah. Okay. And then how how long has it been since? So like you've been full time. I went for two three years. Don't yeah, about when I've graduated uni, the year I graduated, basically. So 2018. Which is quite handy, like coming out of uni, then kind of going straight into full tap. Like, yeah, tw- tw- 2015, starting at 21, and most of the other people there were like 18. And so I did feel a bit like like an old guy. And then, like... <laughs> the mature yeah, student. But not like, not like the weird mature student that's like 42 and called Greg and works at Scottish Power. But like... <laughs> but... Like I remember, my first week was my twenty-first birthday, and I, I had to go to Targa Targa with everyone to kind of celebrate. Of the people I kind of met in the halls, oh. there was a big dance-off in Targa Targa, and everyone was loving it. And then someone pointed at me, and then I came into the circle and started dancing. And then the the, the dance-off just dispersed, and everyone went about the business. I was like, oh, <laughs> me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that kind of signifies that I'm probably a bit too old uh, to be here. <laughs> this is how it is, right? <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> but my, my student halls were horrible because I, I, the people in my actual dorm, like the guy opposite me, didn't speak to me. Like he didn't talk. I think the f- year I lived there, he just said hello. That the girl next to me just had parties all the time till like three a.m. and just mm-hmm. had like five, ten people in a little room. The other guy next to me didn't speak a word of English. So yeah. when I asked him to take the bins out, he'd just smile and nod at me. 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> and then the other guy was uh, a trumpeter in a brass band, so, and oh, it was it was so bizarre, and it was it was horrible. I, I came to uni to kind of meet people, and I just got this bloody madhouse. Yeah, like I, I've I've heard that Salford's quite a mix, like an eclectic mix, you know. <laughs> Did you make friends, Jack? Like, was it all right in the end? Kind of. I mean, like, there was a couple of people that I kind of got on with and and stuff. But I wouldn't say I've, I've made friends that I'll I keep in touch with and mm-hmm. stuff. But there's the main people. My main friendship group has still always been the same from like before I left Hull, really. But there's still people in. I think. I, most of my friendship group while I was at uni was other comedians, like people like Jamie Hutchinson and that. That that's yeah, like, they're the great. people I made friends with. Like so, and was did he go to uni? No, Jamie? so I, it was like Jamie Hutchinson, Hannah Platt, and Josh Jones. It was kind of those lot, and Simon Lom. They were kind of the people that I'd go out with, and that. Oh, and Tom Lawrenson. Um. Yeah, yeah. So did they start in? I don't know when they started actually. Must I remember meeting him at my first like Frog and Bucket uh, when I, when I first came to Manchester in the November. I did beat the Frog, um, and that's kind of when I met him all. Won it, obviously. Don't want to brag. Oh yeah, um, God, yeah, that's just like that end, didn't you? <laughs> but yeah, so like my my friends were kind of comedians, which kind of meant I'd never I never fully experienced like the the uni life because in like second year. I moved in a into a house with like someone that was in my on my course, so I kind of just lived in a in a normal house for like three years while I was there. So I didn't really get to experience all the parties and stuff that people. But at the same time, I was twenty one. I'd kind of already experienced all that in like all and that. So mm. I wasn't really going for and some of the pettiness and childishness that people were like at uni. Like God. It, it's just it's just ridiculous the way some people like act and stuff. And when I went, I'd I was I had a girlfriend when I went um, from Leeds. We split up like a few months into uni, which it was like my first big breakup. So I didn't really I was kind of coping through all that. But then, like the year after, uh, she was graduating from uni. And you know when you do like a, a checkup of your ex online when you're pissed, I did that. And I found out that all the personal text we'd ever sent to each other, she did as like an art art show and made it into art. So, oh. it, like my my texts that we'd sent were in like a national gallery, and I was like, surely that's no. not legal. It's just dead. It was dead weird. Oh. I was like, that's really odd. Yeah, that is odd, isn't it? That's not like normal thing to do. Oh, that's made me go all weird. <laughs> Oh God! So, did you ever speak to him and be like, "Can you kind of take that down, please?" I know it's National Portrait Week, but <laughs> get that off. No, because I thought, I thought, well, if that's the way you want to deal with things, and I guess I can kind of talk about it in my stand up at some point. So you've given me a bit of material. Yeah, get revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll have that. Thanks. <laughs> I'll tell you what's mine. <laughs> So what did you do, like, between 18 and 21, I guess? Was it all, you know, like, road trips with uh, Scottish power crew? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> things like that. Just basically working at Primark and gigging in the week. 
that that was the same, that was my yeah. life, which sounds so exciting, doesn't it? Um, but I can't believe that's like that's like nine years ago, and that that's because it it kind of seems like like I started comedy yesterday, but I I didn't. It, and and you kind of don't. Re- I've seen clips from when I first started, and it's so cringing. I see clips from me performing a year ago, and it makes you cringe. Like, oh god, yeah, just. Just because how different I think you are a year on from when when you do it when when you see yourself a year later you're like oh that's weird like and you don't realize how much you're learning like all the time I think that's one thing that shocks you when you watch old clips you're like God I thought I was the dog's bollocks there and I'm awful I'm I'm watching me from like eight years ago and. I think, oh, that's awful. And that, but it's like the same as when I see an open spot now that I think's not very good. And I'm like, oh, that was just me at one point. I think, because everyone, everyone is a bit crap at one point, aren't they? Uh, some of us are still there, Jack. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Some of us are still there. <laughs> it, well, I was just thinking then, um, my first set... And I still watch it now. It still makes me laugh. It, I did pretty well on my first gig. And it really did go downhill from there, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but I had that, though. Um, I had a first gig that went brilliant. And then a couple after that were just awful. But then that's kind of what yeah. it is. That's that, that, But what you're kind of chasing that first gig high again, aren't you? You still do now, to, to, to a certain extent. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, it is, yeah, you just, but it's not bad, like, watching yourself and laughing, I do that, I'm like, God, I'm funny, me, aren't I? It's usually just when I'm on my own in my room, oh. and I'm like, <laughs> I wish someone was here to see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, imagine doing it with other people, your friends come round for pre-drinks, and go, right, before we go out, do you want to see me at the comedy station in Blackpool? Here we go, let's stick it on. <laughs> the gong show, here we go, <laughs> lights off. <laughs> Have you done that gig? Which one? Uh, the the comedy stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. How did it go? Because I've heard like mixed kind of uh, experiences. Oh, you know, especially with the Gong Show, like it it seems pretty brilliant. Well, I've not done the Gong Show, but it was like my it was my last gig my last weekend doing comedy before the pandemic was in, was at the comedy station. So that's like my fair, like my last normal memory of doing comedy. Um, like, and it was it was a great weekend just getting pissed with my girlfriend in Blackpool. Like, oh, lovely. How long have you been with your missus for? About uh, since end of twenty seventeen. Oh wow! So, are you going to be moving into the house in Manchester? Yes, yes. She 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 can have the financial uh stuff, and I'll just uh, I'll just run in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she wears the trousers. It's in her name. Yeah, Go yeah. On, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she calls the shots. <laughs> yeah, right. Lovely. What where, whereabouts in Manchester? Uh, Berry, Berry, Berry. How do you put it? I don't know how you pronounce it. Berry, Berry, Berry. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's not too far from me. I'm city centre, so. What Salford? A couple of miles away. No, no Manchester I'm city centre. So yeah, so like by the Manchester Arena. Oh, so okay. Yeah. I was a bit wary about being at Berry first because I thought it was a bit out of Manchester because I because I was used to living in Salford and stuff. But 
it's because Bury has its own town centre and everything. It's kind of quite nice. It's a bit out of the way, and it's easy. It's so easy just to jump on the tram, isn't it? Is there any gigs in Bury? Just a couple. Um, Rob <laughs> Riley runs one. Yeah, well, I'm gonna try and find like obscure venues on Tuesday nights and go. Can I put a gig on? Like, <laughs> just. So, <laughs> I think I think every comedian wants to put a gig on now, just so it's some sort of regular income stream as well. I think just. Yeah. I'm setting up. I've set up like a couple of gigs in my hometown, so it gives me a, an excuse to come back every month. Oh, nice! So you do you do do gigs here and there then? Like, who who do you, who do you put on? Is it like booked acts and stuff and middle spots? Yeah, well, I've not I've not booked it. I've not done. I've not run gigs for about five years, so I'm only just like starting to run them again. But yeah, anyone that will do them, basically, I'll get you on at okay. one point. I know what you're saying. No, that wasn't what it yeah, was. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, so, so who do you put on, Jack? Can I, can, do you put comedians on? Maybe podcast guests? Can, can they come do the... Anyone you're speaking to right now? <laughs> <you know? laughs> Here's my card. <laughs> um, anyone that we know? Anyone that we know that was on your course as well? Uh, no, there's no comedians on my course. Um, it was all... Well, it was, it's, it's quite like handy because they're all going to be like future TV producers and stuff. So oh, right. nice to keep so, them in my back pocket and go. Do you remember when we was at uni together? I still haven't uh, been on telly yet. Do you mind booking me in? Do you remember when I bought you that lager in two thousand sixteen? Now time to repay the favour. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, nice. Okay. So, uh, have you? So you said you haven't done anything on TV yet. You will. You definitely will do in the next year. Like with the pandemic, like easing off. Hopefully, you can. Well, I've had. I've had lots of near misses. I've had, like, where I've nearly got, like, a big... I don't know how much you can say. I've nearly got, like, a big thing that would have, like... Yeah, I've, I've had near misses to stuff, and then that can knocks you back, because, you know, you can see the people that got opportunities like that, that how it's changed their careers and stuff. So it does knock you back a bit, but that is just... It, you have to just think it's all part of your journey, in it, and, like... What will be will be as soppy as it sounds. Like mm-hmm. my my thing about comedy was, I always just wanted to be a comedian and just to gig. That's so as long as long as I'm just doing that, I'm fine with it. But it, obviously, extras are kind of nice, especially when you see some of the money you get on TV jobs and that. It's kind of like, oh, oh god, that'd be good. I'm I'm interested in extra work actually. I, I googled it yesterday. What do I have to do to get into it? Uh, extra work. Well, extra work. I think you can just apply to like extra agents and stuff i don't really know about extras that's something i might look into to be honest um just as like a little side hustle but yeah i think i think in manchester there's loads of like extras agencies mm-hmm. that'd be good oh, have you... advert yeah. i get a lot of advert castings when they want a kooky cool funny looking person and i'm like which one am i kooky cool or funny looking usually the funny looking <laughs> one they're weird like doing an advert casting in your bedroom and like spending like half a day working on like an advert and learning all your lines and then you send it off and you're like no you're all right and you're like just a full day wasted and some of the when, when you now i know i see i see people on telly that, that get some adverts i'm like they got 20 grand for one day's work and it's unbelievable how much money there is in like one day of advertising that's why it's i think a lot of people you see you know on them pensioners adverts and stuff where you're like where you get a free pack a pen and all them weird ones 
You're like, they must be loaded, <laughs> them old buggers. Oh, yeah, I never, I never did think of that because you always assume it's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got cash for gold. Good on you. Good on you. I'm glad you did. Oh, no, I just got paid to be the advert fella. Uh, do you remember the, the ones that are like, you love your family, don't you? Well, make sure you leave them something nice. Here at funeral care, and you're like, oh, gosh, she's going to die. I felt like during the pandemic, they were the adverts that were on all the time. And you're like, you just, you just put <laughs> telly on to have a bit of a break from it all. And then the adverts are going, <laughs> recently lost your nan. You wasn't insured, was you? <laughs> now you're fucked. Like, well, yeah. How are you going to pay for the coffin? <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a break. That, that's what they bombarded you with COVID. Like everywhere you see is like COVID, COVID, COVID. When you, even when you ring the doctors because, you know, you've got a, a sore toe. I don't know. That's not me. But, you know, when you ring the doctors for something that's not related to COVID and they're like, please wear a mask when you go out. And I said, I feel like saying that. Like, I haven't been in a coma for the last year. I do know what's going mm. on. They were like, st- stay two metres from people. And I'm like, no shit. Like, have I just not listened to the last, like, saga of- over the last year? It's ridiculous. I know. It's the bombardment of information, isn't it? Like, like, like you'd just forgotten. And like, can we just have a break from it? For, like, five minutes, Boris. Like, and everyone says Boris, like he's the one controlling it, but <laughs> It's not really how it works, is it? I, well, I don't know, is it? Because I thought it's all his fault from now. Well, I don't... Oh, God, we're getting political. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. it is his fault. <laughs> He's ruined everything. <laughs> I'm not one of these people that are like, oh, yes, Boris is... Oh, them people that... In Boris, when, when Boris did his speech and the people were like, it was like watching Winston Churchill. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was nothing like that. Was we shall fight them on the beaches? It was powerful. It was about war. This yeah. was just a bloke bumbling on. I was going to say Winston Churchill was like a white supremacist. They didn't teach you that at Key Stage One. I can tell you that. Was he? Yeah. Oh wow. Because I knew someone that put. Um, <laughs> I would say. I said that like I, I must say that I'm shocked by that. I said, oh wow, like like my respect for him has risen. It hasn't. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, I, I won't say who it is. So we'll put a picture of Boris Johnson and Winston Churchill. And then they put, today I really am proud to be British. God, what a leader we have. And I was like, he's bloody racist, both of them. <laughs> he's ruined everything. Yeah. They're both knobs, if I'm honest. So Yeah, I mean. Sorry to no, I, burst your bubble. You're not bursting my bubble. I, I just mean, like... I think the way I think I personally think the way the government have run the last year has been atrocious. Um, oh yeah. What I mean by blaming Boris is like it's obviously not just his fault because he's the kind of the the leader of it all. He just I, I mean what annoys me is the sentence oh bloody Boris again and you're like that's just that's what annoys me. But I agree, awful awful atrocious thing. What's has mm. happened? Yeah, well, you know, we'll, we've got to see it to the end. I, I, yeah, I but I, what I mean is, can, can we change it to, like, oh, I blame Chico? Like, that would be a bit more light-hearted, <laughs> wouldn't it? Like, can we just push the blame onto our oh, bloody cheeky girls at it again? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's blame it on ex-Pop Idol and X-Factor acts. Yeah, bloody shame yeah. it's ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Cardle at it again. I wonder what's going on with them. Like, what has happened to... Cher Lloyd and 
the likes of people that you do forget. So, well, do you know uh, they did? What's his name? Ray. Ray, Ray Quinn. Ray. Oh, I, Ray Quinn. I'd, I did it. a TikTok about Ray Quinn, and uh, Ray Quinn put it on his Instagram story, and that was my claim to fame during the lockdown. Um, so, Ray, oh. Ray Quinn's there. Uh, Quinn's still knocking them on. But that's the thing. Do you know last year they did that One World Together at Home concert with all like the big stars? I wanted them to do it with people like off the X Factor and that because like the people that weren't successful on the X Factor just to see them doing it a two bedroom bed sitting Dorset and seeing like I'd rather I'd, I want people that I can relate to, not Elton John sat in his back garden. Yeah, he's a knob as well. I, I do like Elton John, but do you remember? Do you remember the act? What's the, what they're called? I'm going to Google them. Same difference. <gasps> they were like brother and sister. Yeah, but they were brother and sister in like a weird way, weren't they? Like it looked like yeah. something was dodgy was going on. I'm googling it right now. Like they were kind of like all they were over a bit mommy, and they were yeah, Sean Smith and Sarah what are they Smith. Up to now? Um, what year was this? 2007 so what happened to same difference on x factor uk so series four of the x factor uh, mentored by simon cowell um elimination due to the eliminations of future proof and hope never heard of them um they same difference unfortunately left they became third place run up behind ridian roberts ridian the winner leon jackson ridian. Ridian. The opera, was he an opera singer? Yeah, he had white hair, didn't he? He looked like one member of uh, Jedwood. Oh, do you remember G4? G4, G4 yeah. They opened, they turned on Old Christmas lights once. Didn't you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not, it's, I, I, I've wanted to do it for years, but then it turns out, I, got, I turn up, it's the torrential rain, there's flooding in, in all of Yorkshire, so there's about 50 people in the town square when there's usually about 10,000. And um turns out I wasn't turning lights on, I was just warming up for Santa, and I had to do like five minutes. Oh, it was, yeah. It, it was brilliant to be involved, but I wish there was 10,000 people and not 50 people. There was more. There's more people in the town square when I've like pissed outside Demons when I'm drunk. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I um, I remember like I went through Fallowfield the other day. That's where I lived mm. at uni, and I just remembered all the spots I'd thrown up or weed on or fallen over. It's just nice. I to once remember your roots. I, I once got a taxi to Fallowfield from Salford because a girl invited me over, and I got out. I got oh. out the taxi, and then she said, "Oh no, not tonight." And I had to get I had to get a taxi back. <laughs> Fifteen quid yep. back home. <laughs> I think that night I spent forty quid, and I, can't, I was at oh, I was at Tom Short's house party. I was like, I'm leaving now, everybody. See you later. And then <laughs> <laughs> tonight, tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but it's it, but it's nice know. we've met again. It's Got nice we've met again. That's like that's the thing. Did you? No, the joke there, Annabelle, was that. It was you, so you see. I embedded the joke that you was the girl, that, oh. but then you, you, you went, oh, did you? Did you meet her again? Ruined, ruined How did her. that happen? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, it was on, it's tin, tin. Basically, in 2017, um. I, I used Tinder a lot, and I went on loads of dates and enjoyed myself as you do at uni and that. Um, but some of them, yeah. some of the scenarios are weird, and you meet some strange people, don't you? Yeah. 
Oh, go on. You're going to have to say more, Jack. You can't just leave it there. Well, I don't know. I, I just expect so there's some. I, I dated a German girl for a few months, um, which was quite scary. Um, then there was there was a girl that uh, once once came up came round to my house, uh, and then left, and I never saw her again. Um, there was oh, loads of stories. But then I, I met my girlfriend in the real world, which is like kind of quite nice. I didn't meet her like off Tinder or anything, which I always I always kind of like because it's not like mm-hmm. because half the people you meet on Tinder are, are strange. But I did master yeah. I did master Tinder to the point where I say master Tinder that sounds like I was amazing at it, but because I'd kind of had so many feelings on it, I got it down to where I just. Set, I'd set up like a decent profile and send one message, and then from that one message, I'd say let's go for a drink, and because I'd, I'd rather meet people and go for a drink somewhere, like mm-hmm. than talk to them. Because you sometimes on Tinder you used to talk to people for ages, and then you just never meet them, and it was just odd. Um, like there was one girl that I met off Tinder, and then we ended up dating for like three months, and. Yeah, that was bizarre. I, I, I'm I'm kind of self-editing because it's like I don't know. I can't really say about other people's lives. I find it like they might they might listen to this and go, "I thought we had a nice time together." <laughs> I thought you loved me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've never had a Tinder date ever. Oh really? I've, oh no. Well, yeah, I'm kind of glad after after hearing all of that. It's not like I I missed anything. But well, there was one day I went on where. The girl just talked about her for an hour and a half, and I was like, "Oh, I have to get out of here. This is just—you've not asked me about me once. You just tell me your life story." I can't tell you any anecdotes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I one of the main reasons—this is bad—but one of the main reasons I liked going on dates was because I'd practice like I'd I'd practice a bit of material, like because I thought, "Oh, there's no open mics on tonight, but I've got twenty minutes with Sally. See, see what she says." (laughs) Yeah, it's probably harder to make just one person laugh than an audience. I don't know, maybe, is it? Uh, uh, Not when you're hilarious, no. (laughs) Not when you're me, tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else was I going to say? Yeah, I met my boyfriend. uh, I might even edit this out. I fancied him for ages on Instagram and then I asked him out, Mm. so... I suppose it was kind of, it was, uh, um, I don't want to say it was online dating because it, it defo wasn't. And we had loads, like, he was good friends with Tony Wright. Yeah. No, that's kind of what happened with me and my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, so kind semi-real. of in similar circles. Yeah. 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 You know. Well, it is real, isn't it? Because you, you, you know him in the real world and it's not, it's not like you've matched. But kind of the fact, the only way you can message each other now is online, isn't it? So that's kind of the only way it can but it'd it'd have been weirder if you'd have just walked it up to him in the street and gone, let's get it on. It's like, you. <laughs> it's always been you. <laughs> yeah. No, that. Well, it was kind of weird because I I was like I wasn't te- uh, no I want I wasn't obsessed with him. That's all I'm trying to hit home here. Um, it sounds like you was obsessed with, and that's what someone who was who would would be obsessed with someone would say. All I was, so still am. Yeah. <laughs> wonder what he's doing right Aww. now. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a list of uni st- stuff to kind of 
of what I remember from uni. And one of the things I've seen on my list was that I I used to go out in suit jackets and snakeskin boots, which oh. is probably the most embarrassing thing. Were they from TK yeah. Maxx? How awful is that? No, I got them from like a thrift store. But I used to wear, I had to wear five pairs of socks so that they fit. <laughs> oh god! Imagine if you take a girl home and you're like, you gotta see what underneath oh, these god. babies. <laughs> like Russian dolls of socks. Oh, it was <laughs> like me taking my socks off. Oh, things I'm gonna do to you in a minute. What? You, what? Oh. Ignore the smell. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put a candle on. <laughs> it's like I had all five days of the weeks on in socks. Like oh, Tuesdays off, Mondays off. <laughs> I used to have like when I was little. This is really weird. I used to have like um, days of the week. Packs, really, you know, like for, for for primary school, I'd be like, it's Wednesday. It's got an apple on it. <laughs> I'm going to school. <laughs> I, oh, God, at one point at school, I I used to set an alarm in the middle of the night, put my pajamas and um, put my school uniform in, get back in bed just so I could have an extra ten minutes in bed in the morning. I bet your mom like fully. We've all done shit like that. Like, like I think we've all gone like it will just save a bit of time, you know. And then my mum dragged me out of bed like, get that off. That's gonna stink. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what does it stink? It don't stink. It will stink. It will smelly little shit. Like. <laughs> yeah, um, the good old days back when. Ugh. Back when, what, did you have biff, biff and chip? <laughs> It sounds like you had a breakdown then. Back, oh, the good old days. Go <laughs> Biff and Chip. What was Biff and Chip? The the storybooks, like the magic key. Oh, the dog. The, yeah, the yellow dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The magic school bus. And, oh, I used to love Arthur. I used to love watching Arthur. And oh yeah. I love how this is supposed to be about uni, but. I'd, oh, I missed. Yeah, we're here oh. now. We might as yeah. well just go into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kids' TV was like amazing. I'd, I'd watch that till I was like at high school as well. Like, because my brother was at uh, little school, um, or whatever you call it, and I just—it was a good excuse in the morning just to watch like Horrid Henry and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um... I used to kind of, well, I kind of still watch it now, Jack. If I'm honest, I, I, it, well, I, I, did you have you right? Have you watched the recent Tracy Beaker? No, I've not watched it yet. Cause I've seen a few clips and and uh, it don't look that great. It's just a bit stupid. Like it's just a bit random. Because have, um, have they tried to pack too much into like too little time or something? Yeah, so I'm not really it's sure. Proper like PC as well. It's got everything. It's oh got really? A lot. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just a bit unrealistic. Like Tracy Beaker pulls a really good-looking footballer, and then he dropped. To, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's just stupid. I'm like, how would he go for her? Oh no, that's mean. It's love. Love, love defies all. He he might have been a big fan of Tracy Beaker when he was a kid. <laughs> and it got meta. <laughs> yeah, and he met. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I did see a clip where she's like the mum now, isn't she? But I, when when Tracy Beaker was on a kid, the actress who played the mum, I used to hate because when she'd turn up and I'm like, oh, you're gonna do is leave Tracy again, get out. Like when I'd see her pop up in other things, I'm like, you're awful. Yeah, it's proper sad actually, isn't it? Like full abandonment issues. 
Yeah. God, this is nice and delightful chat, isn't it? Like, yeah, this is, I don't know how we've got it, Jack. No, let's, let's, I don't. let's do a U-turn. Come on. <laughs> um, do, you, do you want to plug any shows that you've got coming up or your TikTok? Or yeah. anything that we need to look out for, like your social media. TikTok and Instagram and all that randomness. I do funny videos on there now and again. Um, it's like it's weird these days, like because I find there's loads of people have found me through TikTok, um, but then you get like loads of followers on TikTok, but then you you'll post one video and it only gets like ten views because like the algorithm of TikTok is so strange, mm-hmm. like. You think because you've got like a certain amount of followers that that means all of them are going to see your videos, but they don't. But what I'm saying is, follow me, like my videos, and uh, if you if you don't if you what well, if you don't like it, carry on with your life and unfollow me. You know, it's no no skin off my nose. And that's all it takes. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't have to comment on the video saying this wasn't funny. Like, yeah, all right, that's fine. Not funny for you, but just. Just go on with your life. Oh, you've had better. Your, had... your, nan, your nan might like it. So <laughs> I, I just found it weird that people think it's alright to comment on stuff. Going, no, I think you should have done this. Oh, <laughs> oh, your other one was better. I'm like, all right, thanks for the. the... It's just so odd, isn't it? How people think they just have a right to comment on. It's, it's like when you do a gig and you. Most of the time from gigs, you get a nice tweet afterwards going, oh, I really enjoyed blah, blah, whatever. And then sometimes you get tagged in it going, I didn't like that one. I'm like, you tagged me in it, you know. I can see this. <laughs> Do you want me to read that? It's like when old people come up to you after gigs and they said, I didn't like that. Oh, no, oh, I didn't yeah. like that at all. What you should have done is something like this. I was in Morrison's the other day. <laughs> this is so funny. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, Brenda? I should have done that. I should have done the fact that you forgot eggs at the checkout. <laughs> Hilarious. What? Thanks for that. I did get um, a. <laughs> it was like it's like a working men's club somewhere, and the bloke came up to me in the urinal, um, and just tapped me on the shoulder and went, "One day, son," <sighs> and walked off. Like I was like, did, "Was he telling me it was shit or like?" So, and then I bumped into him outside, and he was like one of the chairmen of this club. And he took me into this other room and showed me this picture. And he told me this story of the week that 9-11 happened, their, their working men's club burnt down as well. So they, like, he, they wrote letters to someone, like, in America. And then they kind of became, like, pen pals, like... We're all going through the same thing at this difficult time, and they've they've like framed the letters, and I'm like, you didn't really do that. You you you've compared um, international terrorist attack to your little working men's club burning down, and you framed it on a wall. The kitchen caught fire. I think they had they had like a signed thing from like the American government, and that it was so strange. What the fuck? They def- I thought you were going to say something like. And he said to me, it was definitely related. <laughs> <Yeah>. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be related. Oh, Sam, I used to come here every Sunday. <laughs> he, he loved he loved the free and easy nights, did yeah. Sam? He always used to get get up on a Sunday, sing islands in the stream. Definitely one of ours. He would always buy a raffle <laughs> ticket. Always. <laughs> we will remember him. Yeah. <laughs> 